Welcome to Friends at Film Camp, the podcast for two friends gab by the fire from our fun film perspectives. I'm Janine. And I'm Luke. Uh, and today we are still not talking about a film. We are talking about Roller Coaster Tycoon 1. Yes. I had a dream that I got Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. And I was like, Luke is going to tease me so much because he's always thinking that I'm into Roller Coaster Tycoon 2. And now I'm buying it. And he's going to think I'm lame. <laughs> Well, I would think you were late. You'd Roller giving... Coaster Tycoon 2 is very similar to Roller Coaster Tycoon 1. Oh, yeah. It's probably better in every way. <laughs> I just, I'm, I've always played one, and now at this point, I'm playing one. Yeah. I've thought about getting two. It's good. Yeah, because it's just one, but bigger. You um, wouldn't like the pricing. The pricing? You can only have an entrance fee or price the rides. I hate that immediately. Yeah. Actually, uh, entrance, I've done the math. And I am proud of this. Mm. Also, before we do that, the Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 was produced, designed, and programmed by Chris Sawyer with artist Simon Foster and composer Alistair Brimley. I wanted to figure out how money worked in Roller Coaster. Mm -hmm. So I made a circle graph. Mm -hmm. And I broke down where... A pie chart? Yeah. I've shown you it before. Okay. But a pie chart. And I wanted to figure out where your money came from. And this is how it broke down. Yeah. The green is park entrance tickets. The orange was rides. The yellow was shops and the blue was food. Mm. You make so little money on food. Mm -hmm. And once I realized that, it entirely changed how I play roller coaster. But you and I play roller coaster differently. Yeah. See, you play it for the artistic fun. Yeah. And I play it. When I play Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh -huh. I become a capitalist monster. Yeah. I drain every dime. <laughs> See, the bathrooms cost money in all my That parts. is so mean. They cost 10 cents. That's so mean. My generosity <laughs> is that I keep them at 10 cents to cover the cost of the bathroom and nothing more. I do not demand profits from my bathrooms, but I am a monster. I am such a capitalist, but I'm also not. Okay. <laughs> but we play differently. Yes. You play for artsy fun. Yeah. I play for monetary gain. Yeah. In-game monetary game. So, Roller Coaster Tycoon is... when? What year did it come out, the first one? 1999. I got this game in a cereal box. Most people did. And it's a fucking a good-ass game. It's so good. It's too good for a cereal box. It is. <laughs> and that's it's that's like, why it worked. <laughs> it, um, it's also like unexpectedly complex and in a way that was actually quite common for games of this sort of era is a lot of them would be complex in ways that like you couldn't see so you'd have to find out about it like from online forums and stuff like I remember when I was playing Harvest Moon um I got to like the third year in my or the fourth, I don't even know. And my kid was being really antisocial, and it turned out you had to, in the first year, you had the kid, you had to, like, show it to, like, different people, and you had to take it out of the farm and stuff, like, every single day, or the kid would be, like, shy and antisocial. And nothing tells you to do that. I just had to find out after the fact. Um, and I think Roller Coaster Tycoon has a lot of stuff like that. 
And so playing it as a kid, <laughs> it seems really hard. Um, yes. And it's kind of funny because like now when I play it, as we were saying, I'm, I just like to make a pretty park. I've been really into realism lately and like fencing off different areas of what I think would be fenced off. Like you wouldn't have a path right beside like roller coaster pillars, you know, there'd be a fence there. And I've been really into that stuff. Uh, um, <laughs> see, I am a maximalist in my park. Uh-huh. I try and fill every inch. I do too, but I like trying to make it look nice. Yeah, but I don't make it look nice. I feel it practically. You feel it aesthetically. Yeah. Um, and anyway, in that way, I, when I play it now, which I still get into roller coaster tycoon phases and I still have the CD from the cereal box and it still works great. Um, I don't even worry about money. Like, I don't even think about it. And it just, I just keep making it. So I feel like as an adult, it's not very difficult. But as a kid, I do remember being difficult. And I do remember, I don't know if you ever did this. I think you have. I think we've talked about it. As a kid, it's also, like, fun to, like, mess around. Like, yes. if there's ducks, you can click on the ducks and the ducks quack. You can drown people if you want. Like, you can make little villages where <laughs> you can, you can like, trap people and then have, like, food and rides and stuff. And you can make, like, little, like... <laughs> the uh, only condition is they cannot leave. Yeah. It's, like, Sims shenanigans. And I used see, to have a thing yeah. where I would... When I was younger, I had a ride, and that was the only way to get to the exit, was to go through the very expensive ride. Yeah. Because that was the only way, the like, I blocked off the exit every other way. Mm-hmm. So everyone in my park had to go through this ride. No one understood it. The game's not that smart. Uh-huh. It doesn't understand stuff like that. So they're just like, let us leave. And I'm like, no, go through the ride. Uh-huh. Oh, so actually, Roller Coaster Tycoon 2 was better for that because in that one, you had signs. They instituted signs and you could write whatever you wanted in the sign. I have signs. I don't have signs because you have fancy, like, extra Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah, you have the I free have basic version. cereal box Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. Anyway, Roller Coaster Ty- Tycoon 2 has the signs and um, you can write, like, no exit and then people won't go through it. Yeah, I have that. And then you can also. Um, in Roller Coaster Tycoon 2, I think there's a few of them in this one, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. So every guest in your park, you can click on them mm-hmm. and you can pick them up and you can see, uh, how much money they have. You can yes. see their thoughts. You can see what they think about rides. You can see all of these things. Um, I cannot remember if it's in this one, but I think you can do it in this one, too. You can rename them certain things, and then they'll, like, turn into the thing. Oh, maybe not that, then. Like, you can can rename somebody. It's not this, but it's, like, Mr. Painter or whatever. And they'll turn into a painter, and they'll start, like, painting your rides, which is, like, kind of a shitty topic for a painting, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Which is also just, like, I feel like... um, these like whimsical whimsical like random shit in games like this is like exactly what i love this is a very 90s computer game aesthetic which is lots of things that are clickable and cute yeah and simple premise uh it's also quite pretty though like if i think especially the water like thinking about the water mechanics it's quite pretty and i recently bought SimCity. Mm-hmm. which it came out in like 98 i think and 
it's a good game in terms of the mechanics, but the aesthetics piss me off because for some reason they decided that you were only like the only base world, the only world you can play in is like a desert, I guess, because it's all just sand. Um, and it's really not very pretty to look at. Like, it's all yellow. It's not even, like, nice sand. And you can't have grass. You can't grow grass. You can't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this game, like, is very impressive with the aesthetics, considering the time. Yes. Like, I, I mean, it's so fun. Like, considering what the game is and the time period, almost every element of it is kind of, is, is kind of impressive. And I can add to that. Yeah. Because this game was programmed using the hardest programming software that exists. Yeah. Like, in most programming software, what you can do in one line, Yeah. this game requires, like, paragraphs of code. I don't know why he did it this way. Yeah. But Chris Sawyer, like, did the most complex programming possible. And, weirdly, in the end, he made one of the most efficient computer games. Yeah. Out there. Because this game, when you really think about the level of programming, like, there's hundreds of computer AI programs running simultaneously in this space. Because every character has an AI running simultaneously. Every ride is an AI. Yeah. It's really fascinating. So, it's very impressive, like, structurally. And then design-wise, it also is very fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, okay, so more on the, like, hidden complexity before we kind of break down the, like, things you can actually do as a player. Mm -hmm. Um, So another thing you can do in this game is make your own roller coasters. And it's really difficult. I still struggle with it now. Well, you have a problem. I've gotten better at it. You have one particular problem, yeah, which is you're so into aesthetic, yeah, that you want it to look <laughs> like a classic real roller coaster, yes, and you're like, the game doesn't want classic real roller coaster. The game wants very boring roller coasters. Mm-hmm. It rewards you for boring, which yeah. is, I would prefer that they raised the intensity mm-hmm. a bit like you I wish you could have a little bit more intense roller coasters I've gotten better at it since you've told me your secrets but you're right I do <laughs> my secret I do want it to like look good but I think also when I was like researching how to like actually make a roller coaster because I started doing it more when I have sort of awkward shapes because the pre-made roller coasters they're often really cool and they often have like really cool visuals but they're normally really fucking big and they're like awkward shapes so they can be hard to fit sometimes um and so i've started to like trying to get into it and making one that people will actually go on and it's so interesting because like all of the roller coasters and the rides have like intensity ratings and things like this but they also have like g-force and shit that's yeah surprisingly complex and you can literally like you can make a roller coaster you can put it onto like testing mode. You can click on a car and you can watch the car go the entire roller coaster and you can watch the different G forces at different times. Yes. The programming there is astounding. It's so advanced. It's like crazy. Yeah. 
And it's so, and it's, it is really helpful too. Cause I remember I was on like some Reddit page or something and they were like, people don't like it if the G force goes over like this amount, which is like, you know, fair, like astronauts train for that amount and shit like that. So I'm like, I guess that's fine. Um, so you can literally like watch, you can be like, Oh, they go into a spin there and that's bad. So I need to take out the spin. But yeah, the only problem with all this complex programming is he sets the bar almost too human. He yeah. sets it a little less than human uh-huh. because anytime you try and do anything fun, uh-huh. the game's like, I'm sorry, that's too intense. For the roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah. Because they give you so many fun tools. They do, yeah. They're like, you like... can do super drop and <laughs> loops and spins, and they're like, if you use any of it, no one will go on your ride. Yeah. That's too scary. And so scary. you just have to like, most of my roller coasters end up being like, you're going to go up and then down. And yeah. then I'm going to put brakes at the bottom so you don't go too fast. And then we're going to go up again and back down. And it is fun because you get to like build fun shapes and have the turns be interesting. Mm-hmm. And usually I like to play with the environments like they go through water or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, I'm a little aesthetic. I was going to bring that up because the other really interesting thing you can do um in the game with roller coasters but also with pathways with anything really is you can build underground yes. again it's so fucking complex for what reason you can also build underwater can't you yes and it's like insane like it's just <laughs> this game is so good yes. i anyway and it's really hard to build underground, <laughs> especially because it's kind of hard to see. Yes. Um, I the would isometric say, angle yeah. does sometimes does reach its limit sometimes. It does. If it had, like, a 360 camera, mm-hmm. it would help a lot. But also that would make the programming impossible. Yeah. Because this is a sprite-based game. Yeah. So, um, but there is, like, a lot of... I I think games from this era, a lot of the time, there would be a problem like that, and they'd just be like, too bad, and you just have to deal with it. Um, This one, like, does give you a lot of tools to, like, work within that still, with the um, eye tool, where you can, like, uncheck certain things. So you can check that you want to see underground, and then you can be like, don't show me rides, and don't show me pathways, and don't show me scenery. And you can select certain things so yes. that you can see easier, which is also really helpful when you're doing, like, finicky stuff or, like, pathways. Yes, but there is still some limitations. Like, you can't... You can still click on things that are invisible, even if you're trying to work on something else. Mm. So it does make it hard to, like, overlap rides. Yeah. Here's a question Okay. That I think you're going to say yes to. Okay. Market research. Do you immediately go put it at $400 a month? Yeah. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. You should always do that. Yeah. But as soon as you're out of stuff to research, uh-huh. you have to put it down to zero. I know. You told me about that. They will still charge you 400 a month <laughs> for a bunch of lab people to sit in a room being like, anyone else got any ideas? Nope. I also completely, like, I unselect ride improvements. No ride improvements. I also usually say no roller coasters for a while. Yeah. Because I have enough for a roller while. coasters. You, you really want, like, gentle rides and thrill rides at the beginning. And yeah. sh- food. Because sometimes you don't have food to start. Like, sometimes you just have drinks or something. And then mm. everyone's screaming at you. And you're like, They're... I know. We don't have the technology yet. <laughs> <laughs> we just don't understand the popcorn yet. We have some looking at it on the lab. <laughs> oh, gosh. But There's also... 
in this game in terms of aesthetics. So they've got flowers and stuff, which need to be maintained by a janitor. Yes. Or, or what do they call them? Handyman. Yeah. Oh my God. I want to talk so much about handyman. But I anyway. have a philosophy that I usually end up having uh-huh. at the end of a big park. Yeah. Like, I love parks like Dynamite Dunes. I buy all the land mm-hmm. in the park. I expand it to be huge. And then I build the whole park out. And uh-huh. then I reach a point where the park is full. Yes. There is nothing left. Yeah. And then I have a rule. Uh-huh. Which is, if I ever see any litter, any trash cans, any flowers, mm. even once... I hire a handyman on the spot. Uh-huh. And so I end up having about a hundred handymen all working, covering every square inch all the time. And Do you beautiful. use the footprints? Yes. Yeah, the footprints are great. I normally have everything footprinted out, and then I have a bunch of extra who just wander around. But yes. like, I always give Mechanics people Mechanics are the most important to blueprint, by far. I've never blueprinted a mechanic. That is shocking. <laughs> I have tried not to blueprint them. Yeah. But do you build massive parks? Yeah. Okay. That's shocking to me then. Because I've built massive parks. Uh-huh. And if I don't blueprint them, they are never repair stuff quick enough. Y- y- they get there eventually. Yeah. But they take forever. Uh-huh. Because they have to go across the park. And if you pick them up to go faster, they, they just forget. they go back. Yeah. No, they just forget. They're like, what? Why? Why? Uh-huh. Which I don't like that part of the programming. Uh. I don't know why they have to forget. No, I've just, like, let them take their time. No, I'm, like... Why? Profits. What's your rush? Oh. Profits must okay. be made. Well, you also will get rid of a roller coaster if there's a crash. And I ride it out. I immediately am, like, just sell it for parts. Well, I'm attached to my roller coasters. How are you going to put a new one there? It's so difficult. I usually... I just build a new one. Sometimes I build the exact same one. You build it yourself? <laughs> I have, yeah. You just have to change the name and wait for a while. No, why would I wait a while? There's no profits in waiting a while. I have to pay for a roller coaster? That's a thousand dollars a month. It's fine. A thousand dollars. It's fine. I could hire, like, so many janitors. Anyway, I was talking about scenery. So, you've got flowers. You've got, which you can do a, a decent amount with. Yeah, flowers. You've got water fountains, which a lot of them are ugly, which is great. I like a lot of those water fountains. <laughs> okay. I like the elephant. But why are they all circus themed? Sometimes I'm making like a classy park, you know? And I don't that's need... That's where you get the Greek ones. Okay, but sometimes they don't give you the Greek ones. I was going to say, that's my complaint, is into... There's more decoration, and you have access to all of them. In this one, only certain parts, certain parks. It seems that every park has like one extra scenery package, and then that's it. And I want more scenery. I think that you have the free version, and that limits some of your options. Yeah, probably. But I usually can get a few extra. They don't give you all of them. So then you have benches, love benches. I'm a very much an advocate for places to sit down. I give so many benches. Mm-hmm. Garbage cans. Lights. You have different types of lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the trees. The trees are the real star. The trees are gorgeous in this game. And sometimes on your parks, you get fancy special trees that you can't buy. 
that grow there naturally. And so you have to be careful if you want to keep those, because if you get rid of it, you can't replace it. This is the part that breaks Ginny in when I tell her. You get rid of all the trees? I get rid of most trees. Don't you put them back? No. Why not? I'll put a few trees back. Like You're lame. But the trees are in the way of the profits. The trees are the best part. I am a capitalist monster. There was a tree in the way of one of my roller coasters, so I cleared the whole forest as punishment for the tree. Recently, I did Evergreen Gardens, and I didn't get rid of any garden. There is so much garden. There What's was... the point? You know? It's Evergreen Gardens. You're not going to like my answer. No, Luke, it's not even real money. It's profits. What are you going to do with them? I'm going to build more rides for more profits. <laughs> the profits will be made. Here's the thing. Yeah. This is the game that kind of taught me <laughs> how, you know that thing that corporations do where they're making so much money yeah. and then they are, we're like, wow, great job. And then they're always like, more. <laughs> and you're like, why? You have so much. And they're like, more. Yeah. Yeah. I get like that when I play Roller Coaster Tycoon because I'm always just like, there's a way to make more money. And I'm like making a $10,000 a week. And I'm like, I can do more. I've actually gotten really into ad campaigns lately. On roller coaster? On any, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not, um, you know. not just in general. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kind of forgot what we were doing. Like, brief moment there. <laughs> yeah. Like, I used to not use marketing because I was like, oh, who wants to spend money on anything? I run marketing all the time pretty well. Yeah. Advertising I've, the park it and makes advertising a, a weaker ride. Yes. Like, because... I used to, I would buy a roller coaster, and when you get a roller coaster, everyone's really excited about it. This is, again, works as that sort of, like, sneaky complexity. So you buy a new roller coaster, everyone's really excited, because it's a new roller coaster. So everyone's coming, they're going on the roller coaster, they're paying $4, they don't give a shit. Then, as time goes by, they're like, this is a boring roller coaster, and they'll stop paying so much money for it, and then they'll, it, that kind of keeps going down to a certain point. And then your profits are in danger. And I used to just, like, accept that as, like, a part of the game. I don't know why. I was young, I guess. So, anyway, but then I was like, I, we should actually maybe use these <laughs> marketing tools they've given me. Um, and, oh. that, yeah, like, you can run an ad campaign for the ride, and it, like, makes a significant difference. It's crazy. And then you can boost the ride. And then I find you have to lower the prices a lot for most rides. Yeah. Except for one, uh-huh. go-karts. People Everyone love go-karts. Go-karts are like the best ride. <laughs> Sometimes I have to open like five go-karts just because I cannot keep up with the demand of go-karts. And everyone is full. And I charge like $5 a ticket. You know what I always think is so lame? Everyone hates bumper cars. Yes. And I feel like people love bumper cars in real life. So I don't know why everyone in-game hates bumper cars. Yeah, bumper... For some reason, bumper cars are lame. But bumper go-karts... Cars are- yeah, oh, and so I cool. feel like bumper cars and go-karts are like siblings, you know? Yeah. Like, bumper cars are a huge, like, hit with kids, you know? Yeah. I don't know why. But go-karts are intense. Usually, I have to build my main go-kart as soon as I get it. Then I build a second one. And then if I need a third one, mm. which I usually do, I build one that's continuous circuit. So mm-hmm. that one's, like, just for fun. No racing. I always cut it down to one lap. Because there's no time. Because the line is so long. And everyone who leaves the ride just goes right back in line. 
That's so funny. It's kind of annoying because I'm like, I've built this very beautiful roller coaster <laughs> and this water slide and log flume. And they're like, go-karts. I'm like, this is just a circle. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying. That's funny. But I, now that I try more on go-karts, it's fun. Profits are fun. Another thing you can do that I've been taking advantage of lately is... So, okay, the game, in the game, you can change the landscape and you can change water. So you can raise and lower land, you can add water, but you can take water away. Cheap. It is extremely expensive, which I actually think is really good. Yes. Because it means... Don't do it unless you need to. Don't do it unless you need to. And I feel like that's kind of realistic. And then also... That was actually a problem I had with Animal Crossing mm-hmm. New Horizons. Yeah. Is once you could terraform the earth, the game felt to me a very big disconnect. Yeah. So I was like, suddenly this doesn't feel like my island, like an island I'm living on. Mm. I feel like I'm just a controller. Yeah. With a very slow input to control things. Mm. And it stopped having that magic. Yeah, that's actually why I stopped playing. That's really interesting. But... Like, this game doesn't try to pretend you're part of it. You're a controller. Yeah. So, that works better. But it is very expensive. I will be making top profits, Mm -hmm. and I will do a little bit of renovation. You can spend all your money real fast if you're not, like, careful. Especially if you, like, make... Especially because it is particular. Yeah. And finicky. Mm Mm-hmm. And And if you mess up, you have to spend money to fix it. Yeah. Yeah. And it can... If you have a big... Like, you have a big circle going out... Uh Uh-huh. It's about a few thousand dollars to fix one mistake. Yeah. So you're spending a lot of money. I like it, though. It encourages you to work with what you have. And it also, mm, it makes you be strategic in terms of what you're doing and where you're going to change things. And it feels so good. I love Dynamite Dunes. That's probably my favorite part. Uh Uh-huh. I usually save up my money, so by the time I've bought the whole back part, mm-hmm. I haven't done too much out there. If I can save up enough, which is not always possible because it is expensive, I yeah. flatten that part yeah. to make roller coasters better. Because that's just, like, I keep the, I like the main hill at the front, mm-hmm. although I have flattened that before. But I like to flatten the back parts because then I can, like, really do it. And it's like a reward for all my building (laughs) is more room to build. That's funny. More room for profits. So when you're moving stuff around, you can make it so that it all blends together because you can move each individual corner of the square of, like, each little square that exists on the entire thing. So you can... If you want to be finicky, you can make things like a smooth hill and push the hill back, which I've done before. Um, if you don't do that, then you'll have like a sh- a sheer sort of cliff, like cut out from like where you grabbed land and like put it down or up. Mm-hmm. Um, so another thing you can do, but it costs more money, but I do it normally, is each thing. So you can both, you can sort of paint what ground is what the ground the ground is Mm -hmm. so it's often grass sometimes it's sand you also have like rock and dirt and stuff like that Mm -hmm. you can also decide what the sides are gonna be and they have like a wooden wall and they have like rock and brick and shit like that 
which makes it look so much cleaner. And it's just like another like level of customization that I think is so cool. Recently in the Three Island Lake one. Oh my god, I just did that one. It was such a pain. Yeah, that's hard. It's hard. Uh, but I decided I turned like one area into my main part of the park. Like okay. I was like, this is the mainland. Yeah. But I need I wanted an aesthetic. Mm. To, like, tie it together, because it was very chaotic. It's hard, because that one's, like, kind of ugly. So what I ended up deciding, which was a little simple, but it worked, mm-hmm. was Purple Land. Okay. I just made everything purple. Yeah. And inc- that's why I bring it up. Uh-huh. I made the sides of the walls, because I had to terraform a bit to get things to fit the way I wanted. Yeah. I made the walls purple, going into Purple Land. That's cool. I don't have a- that in mind. <laughs> like, a purple option. That's fun, though. So I made, like, the walls purple, and I made the ground purple. I made every ride purple, every color option purple. Mm-hmm. They basically just walked through a land of purple for a bit. It's not the most creative aesthetic, but <sighs> I was just like, you know what? We might as well just, like, lean in. Yeah. I mean, in terms of, like, other customization, too, you can change the color of the roller coasters. You can often change color of every single car on the roller coaster. Yes, and they let you do that for free, which is lovely. They do, and it's similar for most rides. So in that way as well, you can really create sort of an aesthetic. And that reminds me, I really want to talk about the Mm merry-go-round. Because I feel like the merry-go-round is iconic. Okay. Every park needs one. Yes. It plays music in-game. Yes. So when you're near it, you can hear the music. Yes. I think this is also the music of the main menu. Okay. I just think it's iconic music. It is. I don't think you can change the color of the merry-go-round, can you? You can. You can. Never mind then. Um, the merry-go-round, and we both discovered this, which I think is impressive for you since you're a Mr. Profit, but like, so the merry-go-round... Everyone needs a merry-go-round. The merry-go-round, people get bored of it very quickly, and they stop wanting to spend money on it. And then if you don't make it free, nobody goes on it. And when I was a kid, I was like, why would I make something free? That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) But then nobody's going on my ride, right? So I just have a ride that nobody's going on, and I'm like, this is a merry-go-round. Would people get on it? Yes. But I recently discovered you you can just make stuff free, and people will use it. Once I figured out that you get, like, you make 85%, approximately 85% of your total money from the park entrance, and you only are making about not even 10% of your total money from the rides, Mm -hmm. I became a lot less, like, money driven by rides. Mm -hmm. The rides just get people in the door. Yeah. That's where the money is, is the door. Yeah. After that, all this is just, like, a dime compared to a dollar. Yeah. So I was I became more comfortable with it's already not making money, so I can either get rid of it or I can just make it free. Mm-hmm. But I might as well make it free because people are already here and out of money and they want to be happy. Yeah. And if they're not happy, they bring everyone else down. Yeah. So I have free rides. I usually do that for merry-go-round, the Ferris wheel, the haunted house. Yes, the Ferris wheel, the haunted house. If I get if people it, hate the haunted house, which again, I love a haunted house. Yeah, people don't think it's exciting, and I think this must be a lame haunted house. Yeah, it must they be. everyone's like this is not exciting. Oh my god, I've started doing this thing with the haunted house. I love it. I create like a whole area and I decorate it and I make it all spooky. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> the haunted house gets built because I'm like, I need something to build. And then the haunted house gets put up. But the haunted house never makes its money back. No. It is a bad investment, but it fills space and it can be a good free ride. Usually you can get 50 cents out of people for the haunted house for a while, mm-hmm. which after, which can just about cover your expense. So it's not too bad. The um, I will say about people being unhappy, one of the annoying things about the AI is that people are bad at pathways. Yes. Especially when you have a big park, everyone's lost. Like, at a certain point, there's nothing you can do. And the game has this little pop-up where they're like, people are complaining about getting lost. Maybe simplify your pathways. And it's like, that's literally just not possible at some points. And also... Well... What? You're bad at pathways. I like alcoves, and I won't apologize for it. Well, I'm not saying apologize, but I am going to say you're bad at pathways. What do you mean I'm bad at pathways? You're really bad at them. You like fancy pathways. You like real pathways. Yeah. My pathways are lines. Well... There's a line to get here. There's a line to get there. But if you have a bunch of rides, how? Are, what are you going to do? How are you going to have pathways to them? There's a park entrance pathway to what? get in. Yeah. That's it. Otherwise, everything is straight lines. That, that garden. Make sense. I have one like big loop. Yeah. And then I'll have paths maybe through the middle. And then that's it. Every other every ride connects to that path. You do lines the whole way. Yeah. Don't you have lines that are like forever? Well, eventually I beat the end of the park, and then I go the other way. I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand how this is possible. That garden web, that garden one. Yeah. I also have the option to put do not enter in a lot of things. I don't. Which that would helps help. me. But that I garden, I terraformed all those paths so bad. Like, I destroyed so many paths because people were like, I'm lost. I'm like, you don't need to be lost. So I used a bunch of, I just got rid of paths. I put a bunch of do not enter signs. All over. I physically... Like, I cannot understand what you were describing to me. You're going to have to show me your paths. Now that I'm going to do them, I just do not understand how this is possible. See, I I have, like, a thing. I like to have very clear lines. I don't. Sometimes I'll get, like, two circles going. Like, Dynamite Dunes, I usually get about two circles. I get the small part, small for my park at the front... And then I cut the big at the back. I keep paths to a minimum. Why? Because people get lost and confused. I just When people are lost and confused, you want to know what they're not doing? Buying things. Well, they should buy a map. Not that it apparently helps. Yeah. I give them so many maps, and they're just like, I don't know what's going on. All maps are available at all times, especially because you have to put an information kiosk right at the front of the park. Yeah. People need to have maps right away. I love that the information kiosk has four entrances. That is pretty fun. Yeah. You get to put it, like, in the middle of a pathway sometimes yeah. with four entrances. It's a good little detail. It is a really fun idea. Oh, my God. So I was going to say about the the handymen. Mm-hmm. The handymen are the main crew. Yeah. You need so many. Um, they clean up the puke. And yeah. that's also really 
That is very important. It's very important. It's really interesting in terms of the more intensity a ride has, the more people will throw up. And if you have a bench nearby, people can sit down and sometimes they won't throw up. Yes. See, again, it's like really complex. Usually I have a handyman on every intense roller coaster like locked there. Yeah, you need one. Um, They also, you can dictate. So they have tests and you can check or uncheck them, which Mm. is really important because handymen are obsessed with mowing the lawn. And mowing the lawn takes so much time. And there's so much lawn because you just have these huge swaths. Again, why I like Dynamite Dunes, no lawn. I've really just given up on having because the lawn doesn't even look bad when it's like weedy like it looks fine so i mostly just let it go and i just tell nobody to mow the lawn you want to know what i've done i've tried to have the entire lawn mode before and i don't think i ever managed it what i've been trying to do what i have one guy yeah once i have once i have to wait till i actually have a system to bring in money uh-huh. it doesn't have to be very efficient yet but i have to be making more making a profit Mm -hmm. as soon as i do i usually hire one handyman i plop him in the middle of nowhere Mm -hmm. and i say your only job is to mow and he just travels the park mowing just one of them just one guy does he manage he doesn't get it all but he gets quite a bit done because all he's doing is mowing Mm, i don't know so but uh, I you know, I, I should start, though, with my little... I'm better at handymen now, so I think I could actually have mowers and then have them just mow places that are where guests can see. That would make sense. Yeah. Let's see. I don't... I have one guy. Sometimes I'll have, like, a second person mm-hmm. once I'm, like, really rich Yeah. to help that first guy mow, but... Yeah, I just have one guy. He just mows all the time. Well, He never gets it all, but he does quite a bit. It's also good because you can also, like, sort of make people gardeners. Like, I've done that before where I'm, like, you're, like, I, if I have a big garden, I have, like, a guy. And I he have just learned. Waters plants and empties garbage. They are bad. They won't walk through a garden to walk, water another garden. Uh-huh. So you can only have paths lined with gardening. I've learned. They won't walk through a garden to, what are you talking about? If you build, like, a big garden. Uh-huh. They won't walk through the first row of flowers to get to the second row to water them. So they just won't ever get watered. Unless you pick them up and put them in there. Okay. So you can't build big gardens. I've definitely built big gardens. Yeah, but you probably manually watered them. Maybe. Mm. And then you have security guards who you need. You don't need right away, but you need when your park gets big enough or people will start vandalizing stuff. I had one park where vandalism was a really big problem, which was weird because it's not normally... Um, and then you have entertainers, which I don't know what they do. Here's the thing. I kind of struggle to know what they do, too. Yeah. They're people in costumes. I have three options. I have a tiger, an elephant, and a panda, I think. And they just walk around and wave at people, which is interesting because you get a souvenir shop and it looks like you maybe sell little, like, raccoon plushies or something. It would be so nice. Oh my god, imagine. I mean, I don't even know if this would be possible. But imagine if you chose your entertainer and then your the souvenir shop would like sell plushies of the entertainer. You know? Oh. Trying to find. I think they just cheer people up. I think that's all they do. I was I wanna see.
Anyway, I don't have a way of finding out quickly, so we'll just leave it. But I don't, I don't know what handymen do. Or not handymen. I knew what they do. I don't know what the entertainers fully do. But I usually hire a few. Yeah, they're, me too. They're just for me, if anything. <laughs> I do like entertainers. I'm not a complete capitalist monster. Did your mom take you to the store and was like, which game do you want? We'll buy that cereal. Yeah. Because that's what we used to do. Yeah. Because I think mine, I wanted Roller Coaster Tycoon. Yeah. And we were getting that one. And then... But I remember it was in, like, the one cereal no one in our house liked. Yeah. And I was like, I'll find a way to get rid of it. Uh-huh. Like, I will find a way to use it. Which I really appreciated. That's nice. It was very nice part. <sighs> yeah. I used to love computer games. Um. Okay, the other thing I want to talk about, because I feel like we're kind of winding down, but I do think it's important that there is, this isn't just a sandbox. It is broadly a sandbox. But when you get the game, there's a few parks that you can access, and there's a bunch that you can't. And you have to play through these and meet your goals, your objectives that they give you you at the beginning to be able to unlock more parks. Yes. Um, And they vary these up. Again, I remember this being so hard when I was a kid. Now... They're not that hard. They're not that hard. I just have to pay attention so normally to, like, when they actually happen yeah. and, like, run an ad campaign or something to make sure I have enough people. Yeah. Um, Sometimes if you like, if their goal is don't have, don't let your group go below this number. Yeah. For that last month, just put, like, a do not leave sign right in front of the exit. I don't have do not leave I signs. I know, but this is for me and for everyone else who actually <laughs> bought Roller Coaster and not just cereal. Because mm-hmm. if you do that... People stop being happy, so your park numbers will go down, but your people number will go up, which is all you need. Yeah, so they have different goals for you, and they have um, normally park value. That one's really hard, because it's kind of hard to determine sometimes. It's based on how valuable all your roller coasters in your park are. Yeah. Or all the rides in your park are. And then... But the value deteriorates over time, so you have to keep building new ones. Yeah. To keep up. And then you have, like, a lot of people. You also have park rating. Yes. I think those are the main ones. And But sometimes you get thrown into... So, like, the first one you get thrown into, like, an empty park and you start from scratch. But sometimes you get thrown into things that are already going. I recently did this one that was beside a lake and it was on some mountains. And it was, like, already a successful park. That was the one with all the vandalism. Mm-hmm. That one was actually a little bit more difficult than normal. I'm I'm currently on a quest to do all of the challenges because i don't think i actually ever have because you kind of develop your favorites early on and i feel like i would just develop a favorite and i just do that one all the time yeah um i did that with dynamite dunes yeah so i'm trying to go through all of them right now favorite park i've built was the drag park mm-hmm. i built a park it's just a really good park but i named everything after drag queens it's fun but yeah that gives you because i find t- sandboxes can often get boring but it does a good job of giving you like those goals especially when you don't want to just like mess around if you like want something that you can like Mm -hmm. work towards Mm -hmm. overall it's a really fun game it is on steam roller coaster tycoon is amazing it's a really fun time (laughs) i think it's a great game it's to me it's like classic uh build your world game uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon got me into the tycoon games. Mm-hmm. So 
I think for me, the the only equivalent Tycoon game that I've played was Zoo Tycoon and Zoo Tycoon 2. Mm-hmm. They were very, very similar, but just with a zoo instead of roller coasters. But it had a very similar complexity and, like, mechanisms and stuff. I don't know if it was made by the same people, but it felt like it was. But none of these tycoon games are made by the people who made these games anymore, which makes sense because it's very old. So there's new ones. Like, there's... They're all bad. Zoo World or whatever. And none of them live up to this shit. Like, I was looking for the original Zoo Tycoon because I always... I only ever played my friend's copy. I never had it myself. And it's, like, expensive as hell, which is interesting because it's, like... In a, in a lot of ways, it's abandonware. Like, I don't think they're officially selling it anymore, which is probably why it's expensive. Like, you have to get somebody else to, like, give it to you or something. Um. Anyway, I just think it's, like, so lame that we had these amazing games and they're just, like, refusing to, like, follow the formula that's set already. Yes, this is like it's, Nintendo with Mario Party. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's exactly like that. They built a great formula. And now they just, like, are terrible at it. And yeah. it's, like, just a money named at this point. Money yeah. franchising name. It's really sad. It is sad. But at least we have the good ones. And you can still get them on Steam. And it might take a bit to get your computer to run them because they're really old. They're really old. But they, when you can, they're pretty fun. Yeah. They're not pretty fun. They're a lot of fun. They're a lot You'll of fun. You'll have a great time. Yeah. Ooh, did you ever play? So I was going to say... The reason I brought up Zoo Tycoon is because I had other tycoons that were so broken that they were unplayable. Did you ever venture out into the more niche tycoons? Because I had Cruise Tycoon, which you always, always hit a point where everything would break. And no matter how many mechanics you had, they couldn't fix it. I have Mall Tycoon, who... Never worked. It didn't work very well, and... You spent so long trying to afford stairs to get a second floor, and if you made a second floor, nobody would go up there. You could physically place people up there, and they would just go downstairs. So there was just no point. It was sad. Yeah. Uh, Mal Tycoon just barely worked for us. It was, it was like, was nobody playtesting these? It was crazy. They I were c- just quick money grants yeah. based on this game's greatness. Yeah. Which kind of goes, is, it's kind of like... <laughs> rock band where it was like one game's greatness was milked by so many other people including the studio that bought the name yeah the studio that had the name that it kind of has taken away from the great tried to take away from the greatness of the original although obviously this is better than rock band yeah but yeah this is a great game it's an amazing game it's like so impressive you should go play it yeah and that will conclude today's episode of Friends at Film Camp Adjusting. We are adjusting to this new format. If you have any suggestions, feel free to let us know through our friends at film camp at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know and we We'll probably talk about it because we're trying we, to find stuff. Yeah. We are we are we have built a brand very aesthetically on film <laughs> and we are trying very hard to adhere to sag after strike guidelines they just released podcast guidelines which were pretty they were very firm on like no movie promotion yeah whatsoever 
because we were seeing if there was like room or maybe we could do like A24 or other stuff that yeah. was like not as striked because of that. But no, we're going to be adhering to their strike guidelines, which means this podcast is going through a very interesting journey and we would love your input. So that's friends at film camp at gmail.com. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode, and we'll catch you next time at the campfire. <laughs>